Scott and Liam versus Evil. Welcome to S to the L to the V S E V I L. Get you boys back in the house. Giving it up large for. What did that just I don't spell? Know. S, S to the L versus E V I L. I think is what I tried to say. <laughs> <laughs> so you rap now, Scott? I rap, aye. Cool. Well, we're talking about black folk this episode, have we not? So. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's what, that's, that's what they're good at. That's the point. That's what it is. It's, it's why they're so good. Like, Start as we mean to go on, eh? That's how, that's how we do it. Welcome to Scotland Lane versus Evil, episode 52. Two. We're doing Get Out from 2017, directed by Jordan Peele, first time director. And the movie is fucking amazing. I, In my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree. Who's, this is your pick, isn't it? This, this, this is my pick. This is your pick. Oh, yes. I had never watched it before. Well, not a lot of people watch it because it's brand new, so... But I, had, uh, I hadn't seen it yet, but, and I had bought it. Wanted to see it since it came out. Never seen it. Bought it. And it was sitting on my shelf, and I was just needing an excuse to actually get around to seeing it, so I, so I picked it. Were you not watching it because it was a black movie? Or were you not watching it just because you didn't have time? I thought, um, yeah, no, because I, well, I was just waiting for the right time to, to put it on and see. Because I thought it was going to be... Because it makes it give you the impression it's a racist movie. Like, not a racist movie, but a race-related movie. And Did you watch a trailer is, beforehand? I think I had watched like one of the trailers, but I hadn't. I had I had stayed away from spoiling it. I hadn't yeah. seen too many trailers. I didn't really know what it was about, and it turns out that it was kind of different for elements that we'll kind of get into. But um, we should. I think a spoiler if you've not seen Get Out and you you think you want to stop this and go watch it because the movie's fucking outstanding and it's better going in totally blind. Yeah. And then come back and listen because we will spoil the shit out as we do. In every other episode, so yeah, if it's, quite hard, messages, it's quite hard to like fully discuss this movie without without um spoiling it. Yeah, um, and if anybody messages like, "Oh, you fucking spoiling bastards," then it's your own fault. Yeah, you've had your warnings. Yeah, so pause it, go watch it, come back. If you're back, if you're staying, minted. Let's get into it. From the back of the DVD cover, it's time for a young African American to meet with his white girlfriend's parents for a weekend in their secluded estate in the woods. But before long, the friendly and polite ambience will give way to a nightmare. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's... Blackman. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting families, taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, you got your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> we hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. You ready for this? I'm back in the B. So look, I go do my research. 
Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. If there's too many white people, I get So even from that, because they try, what they're trying to do is try to make you think that it's fully racist, like white people hating black people, and that's how it goes. Which, to an extent, that is not true at all, actually. Are you talking about in general or in the movie? Oh no, it's in not, general, it's, it's definitely that. true. <laughs> <laughs> not by me, but um, by by uh, by the world. I it makes you think it is just a straightforward, straight yeah, race case. It's so good, man. Oh, I um, I wrote, I wrote at the start of my notes my second note here is uh, let's see if I can see the twist because I thought I'm going to see if I can catch this out I don't know if I got it before we were supposed to get it um, it'd be quite impressive if you got it before because watching it when it actually happened I was like fucking hell that's I not mean, where I, could, I thought this I was could going see, I could see where it was kind of going like through it like I could I could work things out but when the when the movie like takes a flip and it's like the full kind of extent of what's going on uh -huh. revealed you're like oh I, I didn't even see that <laughs> at all there was so it starts off with Chris, our black main character, played by Daniel. I can't pronounce his name. Racist. <laughs> Give it a go. Try it. Daniel. It could be Kalua, but Kalua is a drink, so I don't know if it's Kalua. <laughs> anyway, is the guy from the new series of Black Mirror, in the episode where they they've got to get fit. Are you still on the bike? Ah, uh -huh. right. He's from that. Uh, so it's him and his girlfriend the hot one from the TV series Girls don't uh, know her name but she's it. she's a babe and they're, they're setting up that they're going to meet her mum and dad who she kind of lets on that they don't really they don't know he's black so you think right okay so it's going to be I meet the parents I meet the racist parents yeah yeah and they then leave the house and a deer runs in front of the car mm -hmm. kind of setting up a now, something's happening now and that's when the tension yeah, and then, starts yeah because then they start kind of kicking out to flashbacks and stuff now do we, when we get to the end was that on purpose did they make that happen did we find this out the deer no because it's, it's completely a, it's tied in with the whole thing it's just a coincidence right. there's, there's a lot of bits that when I went back to rewatch it obviously knowing the twist there's a lot of bits at the start that are kind of hinting at it and suggesting things that you obviously totally miss yeah and that was one of the bits where they stopped to get the deer or look and see how the deers hit the car, and then the police come, and they ask for his ID. Yeah. And then his girlfriend's like, "Well, would you want his ID for? He's not driving," which makes on first watch you think that's really admirable. Well done. You stood up for him, and yeah. Why is he wanting his ID? Just because they're racist. Mm -hmm. Whereas once you know the twist. So the cops are nothing to do with it. Cops are nothing to do with it. And that's just like that's again that's at the start. So that's get like make, like the viewer 
believe that it's just a straight up racism card because that's probably stuff that black people have to especially in America have to deal with like all the time um, it's as if it's like deliverance they're going to like a wee town or something where the police are also racist they want his licence so she's like he wasn't even fucking driving why do yeah. you want his and you instantly think yeah fucking racist police because they all are racist yeah uh, but it's not when the, the twist happens it turns out that it's actually obviously it's her cover and her tail there's so many really clever bits which I'll keep bringing up but I, I wrote so when, he, when they hit the deer and it's crying in the woods I'm like uh, would you assert your male dominance and kill the animal and I'm asking you, like, if it was you and Lena, would you go back and put the deer at its misery, no, or would you drive away and leave it? I know I'd fucking fail miserably. <laughs> Kick fuck it, even though it's like get two broken like, legs. There would, there'd be like, just as I went to hit it, like a tire iron. I don't know why I'm instantly thinking tire iron. I'd be like cracking its skull, and I'd have missed, and I'd just like take its ear off and miss again, <laughs> and just hit the nose. Just as a disabled school bus comes by, <laughs> all the disabled kids at the window watching me bash this deer's skull in. I just know that's the type of situation I'd be in. And, and just I'm not alright with that. Yeah. <laughs> would you? Well, yeah, I would just, I would just like, bear grills it. And then take the venison to dinner and be like, whap it on the table and say, there you go, father-in-law, there's some steaks for you. <laughs> you, you can't even sit your real dominance uh, try to park your car. <laughs> what <laughs> hey. fucking chance do you have? Last night, I was I was out with um, Lauren and her mum and dad for our dad's birthday. And uh, I parallel parked my car because I was driving. He was in the back, so there you go. Male dominance can be asserted in extreme situations. I don't mean you'd set my male dominance <laughs> over you, but how yeah. long did it take? Straight first time. Really? Yep. How big was the space? Oh, it was big enough. But, I mean, <laughs> there was a car in front and behind it, so I mean, it was a space size. It wasn't as if it was like ten spaces. Could somebody else have get in that space as well? Like when you were there? Was it? <laughs> no, <two? laughs> no, it was no, it wasn't. It was a, it was a skill. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, oh, sorry, I've got a note here about the cop when um. When she's like, why are you asking for his license? I'm like, I bet he's like, girlfriend, shut the fuck up. Shut, shut this crack. This crack of cop gonna shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> like, because uh, I mean, that's probably what you're thinking. Like, for, for, like, just for example, this happens, right? And the cop's like being clearly racist toward like saying, which your license? And he's like, well, he wasn't driving. The black guy's probably more inclined to be like, just don't yeah. do anything to make this worse. And the white person's like <laughs> thinking they're doing this to get social justice. What are you doing? But he wasn't driving. Leave him alone, you racist. And he's like, <laughs> This will end badly for me, not you. <laughs> my license is in my pocket, but I'm not putting my hands <laughs> in my pocket because you'll shoot me dead. It's good. It's good because it makes you like her, and then for not expect the ending. Yeah. Even less so than you would expect it before this. They actually do quite twisting and twisting it because when we meet the family and they they tell the story of hitting the deer, the, the dad then goes on about like, oh, it's good taking one less deer out, out the the numbers or something like taking like k- killing them. I was like, that's quite extreme deer views. Could you replace deer with black person and it's like a really racist, like, yeah. clan worthy view? And is that because they were already trying to twist you thinking that that's where it was going to go? Because they hadn't really revealed anything at like, this point. There's just like a constant kind of tension that this is a racist family. Although the dad and mum seem welcoming, like, they seem like kind of like your pals, mum and dad next door. They seem quite fun. Yeah. But there is something about. The way, the way they treat him and the way they're acting with him is if, oh, this is our first black guy we've ever met. Yeah. And they try too hard to be the, oh, yo, yo, my brother, like fist bumping and stuff. That, again, you're just like, yeah, because then, then you get onto the, the house tour where the dad takes him around. So, I'm, and this is my next note. So, is it racist? Because the dad is, or is it, I was thinking, is the dad lying? Because he's making very non racist remarks as we're going on, because he's got like a picture of like, um, was it have black athletes or did he know somebody who raced against his, a black athlete? His and, dad. Which I only noticed this in the second watch. His dad was the athlete in the photo, and he was beaten by 
some famous black Aye. athlete. And they bigged him up in that chat, seeing how great he was and how fast he was and stuff. And then, do you know who the dad then is then? Yeah, we get it. I right, do okay. get it at the end. And okay. it actually makes sense some scenes that, that kind of happen halfway through. Aye. Um, I've also got a note here that says uh, Catherine Keener is a babe. But then I also kind of I've also like put in at the top said used to be because she was looking a bit older in this movie. But when she was in the Forty Year Old Virgin, I was like, Dag. there's something about her. I think it's her voice. I think it's the older woman thing. Like she wouldn't let me go awry if I was like doing hand stuff and I kind of went like <laughs> the wrong direction. She'd just fucking tell me. I, I like that. And she she would she would uh, she would, what if, do you mean if you were like banging her? Like a finger on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if she was if she was uh, handling your your area, she would uh, mother it. <laughs> she was that right? <laughs> she'd be very she'd be very. Although, uh, I don't think my mother's ever handled my my area quite like that. It's been a while since I've handled it. That, that came out wrong, but she'd be very, she'd be very kind, I think. Uh, Hart and Karen Brady. Like, Karen Brady's my number one sweetheart from The Apprentice. <laughs> she's, just, she's just an older woman, but she just, she'd be dominant over me, and I'm, I'm completely <laughs> okay with it. it. Completely okay with it. Um, I think so. After we get the the house tour and we get to kind of meet the, the parents who come across as non racist, we then meet the brother. Who's a creepy little shit. He's quite sinister. And like him comes in and talks about his MMA and like, can you imagine that? Can like how would how would you be, like how would you be if you'd went and like met Lena's family one time and one of your family tried tried to fight you on the first day, or did that actually happen? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into, we're getting into <laughs> too much here. Uh, like, I, I think I would. I mean, you I'd obviously go along with it and be like, yeah, oh, don't be sad, don't be daft, don't be daft. But if he then actually challenged me, like he's talking about jujitsu in this movie. He's like, oh, I'm a jiu-jitsu. If he then went, oh, I could put you in a choke, I'd be like, right, fucking bring it on, let's do it. <laughs> and I'd beat him, because I'm better. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's, like, you can see, like, like our main character, when he challenged him to the fight, he was like, um, he had to, like, be stern and say, no, like, we're, we're ending it there. I leave it. But the brother was kind of, reminding me um Alfie Allen, like, the young Greyjoy. A wee bit, like, actually. That, just in the facial uh-huh. expressions and the way he's facing <laughs> that, but guy quite kind of sinister and, like, a bit unhinged. I think what his character's good with the the mum dad and the the girl the girlfriend can hide it quite well that they're not like the the, the girlfriend's constantly mum and dad are a wee bit racist but don't worry about it it's just stupid so you think right she's on she's on the proper human side yeah the mum and dad are making me comments but they're still hiding it but the brother is so fucking unhinged that he can't even hide it he can't hide the fact that he hates black people he he can't he comes across from the very get go that he is a racist yeah because when you find out like the parents admire black people for whatever mm-hmm. reasons I think we're almost about to kind of give that away but for whatever reasons he's almost trying to prove that he's better uh-huh. by saying I'll fight you and I'll beat you I'm stronger than you but is he thinking the whole time is he sizing them up the whole time thinking oh if I if I had his body could I be better at jiu-jitsu Aye. could I be better at MMA the answer is yes <laughs> 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 the answer is yes you could uh, so I've got a question how much influence would a partner's weird family have in you stay in a relationship at this point because this is how long have they been getting out can't be that long but it's certainly the first time meeting the parents so we could say a couple of months because when you think about later you know the girlfriend's role in this whole movie uh-huh. like how kind of much work she puts into this like getting the boyfriend there uh, so it can't so be, can be, can be too long I don't know I think it, depends. it would, I don't. I think it would have a lot of influence if I went and her family was fucking bonkers I'd be like right I'm I'm out here. If if I really liked her and her family were fucking wild, then I'd just be like, well, I don't like your family, so what are we going to do about that? But at this point, I'd still be alright. I'd just think her brother was a dickhead. 
Yeah. And think about it, the most girlfriends you get their brothers are dickheads for the first few years. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Lawrence brothers, it's alright. <laughs> is, that, is that just for, for clarification? Just for clarification. Just in case. I'm, uh, I'm not alright to any Don's boyfriends, but... <laughs> uh, and then another wee bit comes up where they've done the tour and... Is this where they meet the help? He meets, he meets the help, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's saying that increases the tension because the maid is black, the gardener is black, and you're like, they, this and is... The, the dad kind of references that by saying, oh, yeah, I know it's stereotypical or something. He makes, a, he makes a point to call it right out and say, oh, it's white family having black help. And, they, and like, does have to say to the boy, like, we know this is looks as if it's old school, like, uh-huh. servants, but... It, but it's not they're actually good and he makes an excuse of how they, they they've done something for them in the past and they kept them on but if you break that down I can't remember what he said that their job was before oh they cared for his mum and dad uh-huh. and that's what he said they were carers for his mum and dad or they were worked with him and then we kept them on I thought so they used to be like carers and now they're just gardeners and housemaids I thought that's a bit well we find out why later on but uh-huh. like at the time if you know how it finishes, on a second watch, these kind of wee things on a second watch is, is really is, good. I think that's where this movie is fucking, like, so clever. Yeah. Because there's so many wee bits that the first watch are nothing. And and they make sense, the first watch, and then the second watch, or third watch, they mean completely different yeah. things. Yep. And then you're like, how did I not see the twist? Because obviously you weren't fucking looking for the wee glass clink, you weren't looking for the gardener thing. You're not paying attention to that because oh, it's such a good movie. I fucking, I love it. So we're at the point. Well, my next note is when he's when he goes outside, uh-huh. and he goes out. He wakes up in the middle of the night, um, and he goes outside for a cigarette. He's trying to quit smoking. Just before that, when he's outside talking to Missy, the mum, she does the little clink of the teacup. Again, first watch, I didn't realize what she was doing, but it was only when he was talking about his mum. So it's like she's setting up for the scene later on. Yeah, and I'm like, I fucking oh, I love this. <laughs> he goes outside for a cigarette. Um, he's trying to quit there's a whole kind of thing the the mum's supposed to be like a hypnotherapist and she uh. said I'll, I'll help you quit and he's like nah you're alright he goes outside and he's just standing on the porch when the gardener just comes f- sprinting through force at him like up the garden and you're like what actually is and you're sitting with the tension of our main character because you're like what, what is he doing is going? and he just stands there like waiting to think right, when do I acknowledge this and then he's about what five feet away from him even if that and the light a light comes on and he just takes a swift right and <laughs> goes away did you shake yourself when you seen that I, just was, I was like what's going on here and then I think they do make a jump scare noise when the light goes on and they have like the wee bit of uh-huh. noise and it's the housemaid standing inside the window and she's looking like staring into space like fixing her hair and laughing at whatever you think she's weird as well then you get a flip in the inside and the, win- the window looks like a mirror because it's dark outside and whatever and you and think okay she's just fixing hair. her hair but I understand why the gardener's sprinting about and being dead athletic, but I don't know, was he actually running for him, or was he just out running about? <clears throat> I, so first watch, you just think, that's a fucking creepy thing to do, because black guys run fast. <laughs> if a black guy's running, it's fucking fast. But in second watch, what is, is because it's, should we just give the reveal, and then we can explain things? Aye. Right, the reveal, the reveal is, that they're auctioning, <clears throat> the girlfriend is getting black boyfriends, and bringing them to the house, and they're basically auctioning off, black bodies young black guys yeah. or women and women uh, for rich white folk to transplants to brain, uh, brain, uh, brain transplants so that's basically what they're going to she, the, the mum can hypnotise people to what she calls it down at the, the what she uses the word uh, 
the other place or the I can't remember what it's called. Basically, it's like a it's like an effect that looks like when um Ewan McGregor goes into overdose and train spot and they go inside this we like the as if they deep down inside, uh-huh. and then it kind of makes it look as if they're down in, in water floating in space and it's just the real world is a wee box in front of them that you can just barely see out and barely hear from, and then they say once this person's in this deep mind state they can transplant brain waves or brain whatever from like an old person who's going to die put their brain into this new body, and the the black person's mind will control the nerve stem slightly, but the person transplanted in will then control the body, pretty much live through this body, so they'll have like what they believe to have like stronger, faster, you know, more yeah. athletic and just <coughs> kind of better all round, bigger dicks, because you know, that's really Because that's, that's, that's <laughs> a given. Uh, which is then why the gardener, it turns out, is actually the grandpa. Yep. And the reason he's sprinting is because he's so caught up in the fact that this guy beat his time that the reason he's got a younger body is because he wants to beat him he wants to show that if he had the advantages that the black guy had yeah. in his head he could have won the race he could do it which then when you watch it back you go fucking all makes sense and the uh, yeah. housemaid is the grandmother yep and they and you keep getting wee snippets of um the grandparents making like these uh, adverts for is it what are they making adverts for is it the hip it's the, is it the like and you know what N- not once did I even because I don't think the dad said that his parents died when you get introduced to like the saying that the, the housemaid and the gardener used to look after them uh-huh. I think that it's so well done that you, do, you just don't even ask where they are uh-huh. until the end and you're like how the fuck uh-huh. did I don't uh-huh. even uh-huh. notice it he comes back in from the patio and this is when he gets hypnotised the, the mum's yeah. hypnotised him he brings up he, uh, his mum who died in a car crash and whatever else and mm-hmm. it's really taps into all his nerves and kind of makes him upset and he's and it's I mean if it's all natural acted it looks brilliant his eyes bloodshot red and he's crying and he's stuck to this chair and he, and they just kind of up the tension from there like how she uses all these wee cues and it is the teacup like you said and she, well, she'll stir it and clink it to kind of knock him into this uh-huh. hypnotised state and you start to get fed all the different wee parts of the story until they have a party mm-hmm. and all their wee rich pals come around and one of the women's like maybe in her 50s heavy set woman has got this young black guy dressed like he's for the 1940s or something with a sweet kind of bowler hat in it who's the guy from the very start of the movie where there's just a black guy walking down like a suburban street and he gets hit over the head and put in the back of a car was that him? That's ah, him. I must have not been paying attention. I thought that was again first watch. I never had a clue it was the Aye. same guy. But if you watch it back, what I did notice was that car. It starts the brother's car. You see that Aye. at the end, and he plays um run rabbit run the tune like the it's Disney. His brother. Is his that's because the brother can't hide it. So the 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 mum dad and the daughter are doing this in a very calculated way, yeah. tricking them. Whereas the brother just wants to just go out in the street and Kick fucking them lynch them. So yeah, it's the same guy. From that, now you've got all the other white guys, like the white golfer who's going, Oh, I bet you you've got a, like, a great handicap and you're swinging with big arms like that. You can tell they're just sizing them up for something. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I started to think this is like an auction to buy them as a slave. Aye, yeah. It's not like they're, they're trying to bring back the slave trade as opposed to they're <laughs> trying to transplant white brains into black bodies. Yeah, yeah, because you're still kind of not really entirely sure what's going on. And our main character's got a friend. I think he works for airport security or whatever, so he keeps kind of phoning back and back. He's like the comic relief yeah. in the whole He thing. is actually quite funny he's as well. Fu- he's fucking hilarious. Um, so they find out that this boy who's comes to the party is somebody they, they knew, or he knew he knew him in some kind of respect, but not well enough to know straight away. He just had to get a bit of clarification. He, he takes the, the flash of the camera. Yeah, to take a picture that he's just in his pal. And the flash then brings him 
quickly out of his his other place. I can't remember what it's called. The fact he's, the yeah, like he's hypnotized space. And you see it in his eyes. You can see the wee window, and he's like, "Get out, get out!" And his nose starts bleeding. And he runs it. Our main character. And he uh, just screams at him to get out. It's it's done. In a way. I mean, we we know at this point that something weird's going on, but it's almost enough that you think that he's just angry about getting his photo taken, and he's just kind of freaked out. And then they try and blame him on epilepsy at the end when they get him back into the the state, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on there?" But obviously, he's that's his I, he's moment just of clarity. Like that's his actual body <laughs> come back and um, suppress the implanted mind. Did you notice that every single black character in this movie, apart from Rod and Chris, are all sexy. wearing. <laughs> they are all sexy. <laughs> are all you saying Diane Chris aren't sexy? Hey Diane. Oh, well, when, when, when you when you said uh, when you said all the black people in this movie, did you notice I was going to say well, just straight up they're all sexy. <laughs> they're all wearing hats or wigs or headgear. Oh, to hide the brain and hide, hide the, the scars. Hide the scars. First watch. Don't have a fucking. Clue. Oh, and that's why she keeps fixing her hair because it's a because wig. It's a wig. Oh, and the gardener's the gardener's wearing the hat. hat. The guy's got the wee fucking the the laundry hat, guy has yeah. the. Guy in the Deep South Huckleberry Finn hat and I can't I think that's Demolish or not yeah I think that is because then he doesn't does he get an operation does he almost get an operation he almost but he doesn't, he doesn't really get it which is oh yeah aye because there is actually so much there's so much in this bloody fucking movie the, when the party starts as well the, the, all the white guys are getting out the, the limos and the gardener's hugging them whereas when we first watch you're like why the fuck's the gardener so friendly to him or why are they hugging the gardener yeah. it's only when you realise it's the grandpa and this is his, his old friends yeah. so he's welcoming them in it's just Jordan Peele is a fucking genius see for this being a debut film he should retire now <laughs> because you can never top that I've got um, I've got one point during the party or uh, when, he, when he's starting to freak out and he's like saying to the the daughter like his girlfriend and she's like, uh, he's like saying his concerns, and she's like, "All right, I'll talk to my dad then." Mm. And I was like, I've, "For some reason, I've said that this that they were gaslighting, and I just recently learned what gaslighting was." <laughs> and it's when uh, explain gaslighting. Um, it would basically gaslighting was when the are uh, people are, are lying to you or manipulating you straight to face with it in a way that you don't realize they're doing it, or you or if you question it, they can say, like they can say a certain thing, like they can say something to you a sentence that out of context. Or without the tone that they say it to you, when you question it, if they say it again, that it would be, well, that's fine what you're talking about, but you know that they had different intentions when they say it. Right, okay. You know what I mean? Like. When I say I'm your friend. <laughs> I think he's something like a good. This isn't a good example, like, for thing, but if you imagine, like, like somebody bitchy, like, well, you know, you work better than my work. Oh, I, I see that you're working that day. As if they say, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, and then like she's like she's she's going to me because she's saying about what days I'm working or who I'm working with or whatever I'm some that I'm getting preferred treatment for my shifts and what she say, I just said I see you're working that day and he is. So, she said to somebody yeah. else. So I see uh, you. Yeah, right. Okay. That's kind of what it what it's like. I get it. Uh, well, see the the only thing I don't get about the movie, if the the rich white people are paying fortunes for these bodies, why are they still the help? Because although the gardener isn't really a gardener, just the old grandpa obviously likes being out in the garden. Why they still keep up appearances? Aye, mum still like oh, take the tea to the maid. Is Basically, this only because they knew that the boyfriend was coming? Is that just to keep up appearances of that to make everything look as if it's all going normal? If they just had two black folks sitting in, like two young black folks. Sitting so in the is it? Aye, so it is just for that weekend aye. as opposed to 
Maybe. Because they kind of broke character when the, when the friends all came around, obviously, the party, like hugging and saying hello and being nice and all that. Because it's, it's still at the party where the mum's like, oh, take the wine, she's, she's speaking to the gran, take the wine over, and she does it. Because she, so she obviously still needs to get her main character to comply enough to be hypnotised, because it needs to be hypnotised. They can't just, you can't just drug eat and do the operation, they need to get the hypnotism to work. But would it not be better just to be like, because the fact that it's help puts him on edge because all oh, this a white family with black help. If they just went, no, these are just our black friends, and the guy and the grandpa could pretend to be black friends, like a young. black couple next door, they, they could easily get away with that because they are, they were a couple. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't understand. I get that. No, the, I, I, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but the, it's, yeah. the help thing is to start off with the tension. Yeah, but, I think that will be. That's one of the story elements for us a viewer to make us keep questioning it is it a racist thing is it I suppose is it if it was real all the way through yeah. if it was like that you'd, you would you would have less questions right um, I've always got like trying not to be racist is also racist that must have been during the party when they were being dead nice to him like about how and I was thinking this is still kind of racist because you're singling him out even if you're being nice to him you're saying you're different because you're Aye. black that, that's still that's still racist but you've got the, the old cougar woman or old dead husband <laughs> Kind yeah. of looking at him like, yeah, yeah man, I'd fuck you. How I put my husband's brain in you and get all up in you, or let you get all up in me. <laughs> <laughs> the um, it's around this time that I've realised that the girlfriend brought him on purpose to show off at the party. Uh-huh. Um, I think I might have been guessed that early, but I'm think I'm still questioning it because I know later on in my notes when he's like saying, "No, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Where's the car keys?" And she's like, "I can't find them. I can't find them." Right to the last minute, I'm like, "Is she?" Genuine, Aye, like she, right to the point, and he's like, right to the point where she smiles. <laughs> Aye, she's literally pretending she can't find the keys, and she's searching her bag. He's at the door with the bags, and then the the dad and the mum and everybody's even the brothers up, and they're all kind of questioning. He's like, no, we need to go. He's made up some story that his dog's ill, um, and he needs to go home yet. And then he turns around, and I think does he ask her straight out if she's part of it? And she just stops with a worried face and just puts on like a blank or smile and just pulls she, the car keys yeah, she puts the smile and just holds them up. Yeah, like, oh, because he's found the photos in her room which that's are right. oh, hard well right, with black boyfriends. And she's right. got, there's like fucking 42 photos and you think, right, you're about maybe mid-twenties. How have you had all these long-term relationships well, that's with black guys It's only be a couple of months at a time. It's all like loved up. There's like one guy who looks a bit like a biker, and in her photo, she's getting the bandana on. It's like she's changed her lifestyle to fit these guys, but it looks like way long. Like unless way unless she was dating them simultaneously, like she just managed to keep that because people can have yeah. dual lives, people cheat. She could do it, maybe like some of them could overlap to a point. Because the start, it then makes you think with that Andre walking down the street when he's on the phone, and he's like, Oh shit, it's a fucking white neighbourhood. Oh, no, I'm going to go. It's obviously her on the phone because she's going out with him. Yeah. So it's hard it's basically setting him up and then the brother comes and attacks him. Um I've got a quote from the comment relief friend. Yep. When he phones and says like when he's starting to realise something's going on, his pal's like saying, No, get out of there, man. White people love making black people sex slaves and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's funny. To right now, it's it's kind of true. That's what I say, that's just how true. Actually I don't <coughs> think he said they love making black people sex slaves, he just says the white people love making people sex slaves and shit. And I said that is that is very, very true. But I yeah. guess he's also talking about like Joseph Fitzel and that guy who kept the woman in the shipping container for, for a couple of months. Whatever happened to him? Has he been done yet? Oh, aye, aye, aye. Aye, yeah. But the, the, the actual court case wasn't really a big thing. I don't know, I don't remember him I think it was because, I don't think, no, anybody was cared because I think she was that good looking. 
Can we say that? No. <laughs> that's, that is that is very that's very unfair to me. Uh, that must have been a harrowing experience because you know that was a pretty genuine harrowing experience. Because not only was she locked up in a porta cabin, she was also fumbly <laughs> as shit. <laughs> uh, the this movie works on so many levels because it is released in a year where black inequality is so like at the forefront. The fact that the NFL players are protesting just now, a uh, fucking Donald Trump and all the marching and all that shit. It's, it's such a hot topic right now that this movie has just hit perfectly. It's like, I don't understand. I mean, you see, when I, I like watching these videos that show you like how racism was like inbuilt into the, like, the system, uh, how people learned to be racism through white people being slaves as well, but then not having a full slave uprising, they made the white poor and white slaves feels if they're more important than the black slaves, so that's why there was the, the hierarchy, mm-hmm. like the, the point. Uh, and it's, I don't understand why people feel the need to, to hate a full group of people, whether they're whether it's because they're black, whether it's Mexican or, or Scottish, for like the English haters, or uh, LGBTQ. Hitler and the Jews. <laughs> or, yeah, or religious, you know, why do you need, feel the need to hate an entire group of people? You can have nice people and asshole people in every different yeah. like group or stereotype or, or you know classification or whatever it is you want to group people into every, even even people who are generally nice can still be an asshole sometimes even people who are always an asshole can be nice sometimes everybody's somebody's son humans are cunts and uh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> humans for the, are for the most part humans are cunts and all it is is if you're having a bit of a shitty time you want to take it out on someone and it's way easier to take it out on someone who's different than the person you should be taking it out on. Mm-hmm. So, the colour skin is such an easy one to pick, especially now, but it's fucking ridiculous. In 2017, yeah. go over it. I know. Like, as in, as in, fucking, let's all be the same. Let's all be pals. That's, I would live in a world where everybody's pals. <laughs> Very clear that up. <laughs> yeah. There was a part in this uh, movie where, where um, one of the characters um, says it might have been the mum, I don't know. And she says, "I've got." It says, "Reminds me of possibly in Michigan." Have you ever did ever show you that wee YouTube clip? Like, yeah. Is it an art school you thing? Just show me. It's got. I showed you multiple times. Yeah, and you used to sing it. <laughs> and she is the way she was like, "No, no, 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 no." And it reminded me, um, possibly in Michigan. And if you've never seen possibly in Michigan, it's so. I've probably shared it in the group. Actually, I think we've talked about it when we were talking about the. Uh, oh, what's the video? Uh, oh, oh yeah I feel fantastic I feel yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, great as well we talked about well. it on the episode of that I think aye, aye that makes sense mm-hmm. but there's always there's always a good reason to look possibly in Michigan up again <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, always... never, there's never a good reason <laughs> to look up so this is then when it all kind of hits the fan Chris is basically bashed over the head by the brother with a what looks like a kind of a bowls ball and he wakes up in this room downstairs this brown wood panelled room and watching this TV where it's just a, the, the tea stirring and the kind of ching to put him into the the hypno, hypnotised yeah like a lie, like a hypnotised I don't know what they call it like the the oh, hypnosis to put him under Aye. hypnosis and this is then where they reveal that they're going to change the brains because yeah. the guy who in the garden party fucking over- jumped at it looks like they're playing bingo and it zooms out and you see the picture of the Chris and it's actually at their auction they're so bid- you don't know what they're bidding they could be 10 million 20 like fucking 10 billion you don't know yeah because I've got question mark bingo card bidding but I was like I've 
but during the bingo cards I was like it's like the Wicker Man I felt like the Wicker Man and the fact that that everybody was acting weird and everybody was in in this fucking big elaborate ending Apart except from him, and, the and him and you're like what and like because you never expected the Wicker Man for them to put him in a fucking big wooden box and set him on fire yeah. you never expected him to to, for them to do brain surgery or, or, or the accident where they put him inside the wicker man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Aye, okay okay yeah. as opposed to that movie wooden box man <laughs> <laughs> and this is so the the blind artist which is again a character that I didn't quite buy because what are the chances is the, the blind so the art collector and he's blind I don't get how you can be an art collector and be blind. It doesn't. I also work. don't get how um, he's like. I want your your eyes because like your eyes don't him because he's a good photographer. That's what he's saying. You've got a good eye. And black but people that, can see night vision. <laughs> oh right, that's correct. Cool. And they can see longer as well. They've got <laughs> zoom. Um, they haven't. For that's that's his mind that makes him a good photographer, not his eyes. Uh, so he, he and he outbids everyone. So he spent a fucking fortune, whereas he could just. Go and get an R pair of eyes. Well, I don't I think it's as easy as that. But I guess, I guess if you're, I guess if you're blind, any eyes are going to be good eyes. He has in a wheelchair as well, but he. So he'd be able to stand so up. So he obviously wants his legs. I mean, it's probably worth his money, to be honest with you. Everybody else is probably worth his money. But he could get just normal other legs. Robot legs. He's got enough money to bid for a person. He's got enough money to buy robot legs. I know because what do you think? It's millions. Or do you think it's billions are bidding on. Or do you think it's something else? Um. Well, I think it'll be money, but I think it'll be millions. Really? Yeah. yeah. You think if you had billions, you'd definitely get robot legs. You think you'd be the coolest art collector in the world? <laughs> <laughs> this is my money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's got robot legs. I see. He's not, he's not a full robot. <laughs> <laughs> if you could turn yourself, if you could turn yourself into a black person or a full robot, a full robot. Yeah, of course. And not because I'm racist. Yeah, because you could it's just full robot. You could make you could make yourself have a big robot dick. I don't know if the robot dick You could change work. size. You could change its size depending on how you feel like that. You could go just go be gadget like, dick. Go go gadget <laughs> dick, yeah. I don't know if the robot lends itself well to being an art collector because art like galleries are usually quite quiet. So if you're trying to watch it and the collector's walking about behind you, yeah, like oh guys, I'm fucking in your gallery. You to shut the noise. Maybe black people walk quieter. They're good at sneaking about anyway. So. That's <laughs> terrible. That's stereotypes and really bad everything we are saying is all tongue in cheek. Nothing um, at all is serious, apart from the fact that all humans are cunts. I that's the one thing I've said. That definitely, all humans are uh, cunts. So um, Chris escapes. He escapes. And, uh, and fucking murders a brother. Murders yeah. a dad. Did yeah. he murder the mum? How does he murder the dad? What does he do again? Stabs him. Stabs him. <laughs> just just repeat you. I don't know. <laughs> So in arms and they he basically gets out and we get any other notes. Right, yep, yep. Well I've got a couple my last page, a couple of notes, I'll read through them. Um he asks why us? Why black people? And I went the big dick. <laughs> um also we've got to say that when he gets put in the chair to watch the video of the teacup that puts him under his hypnosis for the to go and get his operation, mm-hmm. he's figured it out and he stuffs his ears with um, I, that's exactly how he gets to, out. To not get um Hypnotise, so he pretends to be out, so they come and untie him, and then he gets up and starts kicking fuck it already. I said uh, I love the revenge part of these movies. I said I'd punch the guy that bought me right in his open brain because he's left him. He's half <laughs> joined, just... half into the operation. Do you think the cotton thing is actually a little signal as well? 
See, because Maybe obviously during the side trade is had to yeah. pick some cotton. Aye, either they, they, were, they were picking cotton. So the thing that saved them is it plays a lot with racial stereotypes. Aye, possibly the thing that saved them was the thing that slaved them. <laughs> there you go. That, <laughs> that should be the tagline of the movie. <laughs> um, I've also said uh, fuck, fuck, punch fuck out of that Fruit Loop eating guy. Punch fuck out that Fruit Loop eating Fruit Loop. I don't know who's eating Fruit Loops, but some of these Rob's one of this these people because they're obviously mental. Maybe it was the brother, and um, maybe it was that version of the Wicker Man you watched in the fucking movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> or maybe I don't know who it was. But the next note is uh, that's why the gardener loved running, which we've already explained. But this uh-huh. is obviously at the very end. You get the oh, fuck. It's the Granger Grandpa. That's who they two are. Um, did you watch the alternate ending? I did. Yeah. Then the theatrical one is better. Yeah. yeah. So the theatrical ending is he's strangling her the police lights hit his face and you think that's it he's fucked now Aye. the police have caught him all these dead bodies and it's the black guy strangling a white woman you are getting Aye. shot I'm yeah. surprised you're already shot <laughs> 100% you're getting shot but then it turns out it's his pal who's the airport security guy and he comes and he gets him and hurrah he's, he's survived this and he's stopped it the alternate ending is that he's strangling her the lights hit his face the police turn up arrest him and then he's in jail and it's like just bleak as fuck like well I've stopped him so there's nothing else I can do yeah he just doesn't mean what I argue because it's probably nonsense like to think to even try and argue so he's just like what's the point what's the point in arguing it where I I get caught strangling a white woman and there's like three or four dead white men and women in the house as long as I've stopped it I'm happy which is quite a bleak ending into a movie that it's such a hard hitting topic I think that would have made everyone kind of walk out like fuck that was heavy yeah and you, it maybe have took away some of the enjoyment because it's then weighing on you whereas to for him to survive and you go right good the bastards are dead yeah it, it makes the movie that wee bit more enjoyable yeah. but he's came off as a champion so I agree with the yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the theatrical they made, they made the right choice to put that yeah. one out as the, as the top ending um yeah, I think um, it's it is a clever movie. It is fun and intense. It's not that scary. But one thing I say for your character or any person going to any situation, always have an exit plan. He should have drove the car and been in control of that car. Cause see that car keys thing. Just you know how you're getting out. Always know uh, how you're getting out, no matter where you go. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Did you rate, did you rate it? Uh, nine out of ten. Mm. I'm I'm trying not to give anything a ten, but so far this is. I think my favourite horror of 2017 I gave it 8 really? yeah 8 superior black physiques out of 10 ok why? I don't know well, I mean why 8 not why superior black physiques just, that's just how I felt I think when after I finished it I felt 8 which is weird because you put Return of Living Dead as a 6 <laughs> so this is only 2 better than I know, Return but then, of Living because Dead 2 a 9's like, pretty much a 10 so no a 9's not a 9's one away from 10 <laughs> I know but <laughs> Like if I if I go nine, that's pretty much like because we're not gonna give tens, so essentially nine is your ten. No, but 10. you can give tens if it's if it's good enough. I know, but I don't know. This mo- and I think this movie is nearly good enough. I think I'm going. I know I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with my eight because it was good. It's fucking brilliant. That was bad. It was good. And it's Jordan Peele, uh, his kind of debut. Who you'll know from the Key and Peele sketches. Have you watched any of them? No. Oh, none at all. No. There's one I'll show you after this. It's fucking hilarious. But Jordan Peele was also involved with um. Big Mouth. Is he, oh, is he one of the characters? He's one of the characters, yeah. We'll talk about Big Mouth. Yeah. 
Scotten Liam's top five. So because that was John Peel's directorial debut, I thought we'd do a top five directorial debuts. Number five, starting with Donnie Darko, directed by Richard Kelly, who kind of hasn't done anything else good since Donnie Darko. I know it's not straight out horror, but it is horror elements. Nah, Donnie Don Darko's good, yeah. And then I'm oh, putting it in my top five. Number four, I'm putting Get Out, because I really do think the more I watch this, the more it's getting closer to a ten, and I, I do think it will be eventually in my top ten movies of all time. Because I really just enjoy everything about it. Number three, Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. Just for you. Mm-hmm. Just can see your face you're <laughs> excited about that <laughs> number two The Evil Dead Sam Raimi right. fucking brilliant debut and number one from a few episodes ago The Texas Chainsaw Massacre because does it get much better than that as a directorial debut no no no, no it fucking doesn't so that's my top five I don't even want to know what your top five is about well, I just um, I just done top five reasons where it should have got out <laughs> <laughs> number five <laughs> When the guy uh, screamed, get out at him. Okay. Quite surprised that's not number one. Right. Uh, number four, uh, when the dad was overly in love with black people. Okay. He probably got out then. Uh, three. Wait, when... why, why would you get out then? You just put because weird. you don't agree with it? or no, because he's going to get fucked. <laughs> number three, when he was uh, rushed by the grandpa. Uh-huh. Um, number two, when he fucking got hypnotised. <laughs> and number one, he should have got out before any of that fucking happened and the brother wanted to actually fight him. Just get out. Just just fucking be like, catch you guys later. But the brother, he only wanted to be wrestle. Yeah. It's sometimes fine to wrestle, brother. That's enough. I'm just, if Graham ever wants to wrestle me, I'm just going to say, Lauren, catch you later. Really? Is it because Jen could beat you? No. So would you beat him? We're never going to wrestle, so that's... <laughs> so I mean, you don't know that. In your head, you're never going to wrestle, but what if he challenges you at uh, Christmas? Paul... Would you throw down? Yeah, throw down because he lives in another country, so... <laughs> and you can still travel and kick your cunt in. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Have you been watching... Any, oh, it's the 30, 31 Days of Horror slash Halloween, so have you watched anything good? Well, I'm, I'm trying to kind of make my list. I've not put a, a preemptive list down. I'm just making a list as I go, and I'll mm-hmm. kind of share it at the end of the month and uh, and see if people enjoy what I've been viewing. Um, that's great for this segment Scott Cheers aye no but I have been watching other <laughs> stuff like um, TV and that I've uh, it's not really horror related I watch Big Mouth and I also well it's kind of horror related because Jordan Peele's involved but I also have been watching uh, season 10 of Big Bang Theory that's that's been put on Netflix mm. it's very unoffensive 20 minutes an episode you can put it on and pay no attention I enjoyed Big Bang Theory for the first like 5 maybe 6 series and then it just it's so repetitive they're phoning it in now they're getting hell of a lot of money uh. it's it's like, oh, 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 yeah, Star Trek reference, oh, hilarious, I'm autistic, end. It's very short segments, it's like, you get a very kind of short set piece, and you get that, whew, atom squirrel, and you get the next wee short set piece, and then whew, you get the next part. It's, uh, like I say, it's unoffensive, and you just put it on and forget it's on. Uh, but, Big Mouth, though. Big Mouth. Can we talk about that? It's fucking hilarious. Big Mouth is brilliant. Knock, knock, who's there? It's the Hormone Monster. <laughs> no, 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 
you gotta be kidding me. Nick is right there, sir. And? And I'm a good person. I wouldn't do that laying next to a friend. Then why am I here? Oh my god, you're always right. What the hell is wrong with me? Nothing. You're a perfectly normal, gross little dirtbag. Now stare at that cat clock and massage your dinger. No, Nick's grandmother gave him that clock. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, she did. Okay. Oh. What a little clock tease. Her eyes are darting back and forth, thinking, Meow, meow, who's got the cream? Me, I've got the cream. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's okay. Just picture your dad's associate, Susan. Oh, Susan. Mm. Susan um, actually came to this summer outing, and she said that I uh, was really sprouting into a fine young man. That's right. Look at her sinewy arms. Susan, show me your top naked. Yeah. Oh, God. And she's got fallopian tubes. Oh, God. Okay. So, Susan, um, what's it like to be in human resources? Ugh. I'm done. Good night, you prince of Westchester, you king of the tri-state area. Wait, what do we do about the mess? Sleep in it, pig. Like if any, if you don't know what this is, if you've seen it on Netflix and not bothered to watch it, it is um, well Jordan Peele's involved, but it's made by Nick Kroll, who is um from a program called The League and probably some other, a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, also Jason Mantzoukas is in it. He's also in the league, but he's also in a bunch of other films. Mm -hmm. He is fucking hilarious in everything that he does. But basically, the premise is these two young kind of star, uh, the main characters, are going through puberty, or one's going through puberty, the other one's yet to hit it. So they're teenagers, like 13. And you think, oh, that's young and juvenile. It's written by adults remembering what it was like to be a teenager and putting all this realism of what they've learned into yeah, actually at the actual time. And it cuts no corners, it pulls no punches, it's fucking boners, erections, jizz, periods, <laughs> blood, fucking everything. It's it's all in there. And it's, and it's, written, it's written by guys and women. Like it's it's from all these people's point of views. Probably in fact, did you watch the whole season? I've only I'm on season four because I've watched it still and I keep falling asleep. <laughs> it's it's um there's a there's a wee there's a the last sentence. It's not a spoiler, but it might be. You can just tell me. I, I don't. The oh, last... well, maybe not if there's folk listening. I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it doesn't really spoil it. Well, do I say, and then you can decide whether it's cuts with it. Tell it or do you want to know? Just right, just in case it is a spoiler, I'll, I'll, I'll know. I'll know. I'll know. Say, it breaks the fourth wall. There's a character called the Hormone Monster, <laughs> who um, is one of the best is, animated characters. It's it so good. He just gets these. He's got pockets full of hairy dicks. He wants to fuck everyone all the time. Um, and gotta make it Jackson Paul do <laughs> sheets. <laughs> and there's there's a there's a scene. Um, when the when he talks about something, and the cat goes, "What's that?" And he goes, "Oh no, it's a reference from the previous episode." Uh, and he's like, "But they'll get it. They'll get it at home. They're binge watching it." And he turns to the camera, "You're binge watching, right?" <laughs> "Yeah, binge watching." And I was like, Haha, "I'm binge watching." It. <laughs> it's so good because it's so clever. It's, do you think it's also around about way to actually teach kids about sex? I think because it, it's very factual. It's, it's very factual. Yeah, so I'm saying it's all real life experiences, and, and it's not. I've learned so much about floppy tubes <laughs> yeah. that I did not know about yeah. before I watched it. I it's um it genuinely, it genuinely is. Like, I don't recommend being stoned and watching a animated diagram in the floppy tube because <laughs> it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> it's it is, it is good and it's definitely um worth a watch. I would say very good. Um, I don't know. What else I have been watching other than, than that? I picked up a movie which I'll give you uh, called A Dark Song. It's a British horror and yeah. it's starring uh, Steve Aram from Sightseers. Right. And I mentioned it in the group. It is a fucking brilliant film. And I know Duncan from Podcast Under the Stairs said he's put it in his top five of the year. And I think 
it is probably in mine as well. Right. And is it, it, it probably definitely is. Is it like just top five movie or top five horror? Top five horror. Right. Cool. I don't really watch anything else apart from no, horrors I don't and know. cartoons. I horror as well. Horrors, aye. Horrors and cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> uh, Gerald's Game is also well worth oh, a watch. Oh yeah, did you watch it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved it. In fact, really we might it. actually pick it for an episode actually, so we maybe keep the... Although yeah, I didn't take notes when I watched it, I need to watch it again. Although I think I could... I if you liked it that much then it should be a problem I think I could deal with that <laughs> my favourite bit was at the very end when he gets put in a box and set fire <laughs> <laughs> I was like I remember reading the book I have read Jill's game it's a shorter book than it so I managed to read it in half the time but um, I'm surprised like, you know you, you, you know how like, the themes of child abuse like again in the book I don't think he I don't think the dad inserts the, his penis inside his daughter but when he's wanking when she's sitting on his lap how sexy with her wee shoulders. She uh, he he jizzes on her and she feels the jizz and the and Stephen King describes a thirty year old girl. Was Stephen jizz. King like sexually abused? I think I think he's just I could sit here right now and describe something disgusting to you and it's never happened to me before. So I no, think he's I know, just very good at every single book and I love Stephen King, I love all his books. Every single book has some Wayne getting touched up. And it's sexy for the first few well, books. Do you know what? Then it's like Right, a, a bit much now. Come on. See if, see if, see if, um, getting touched up as a Wayne means that you become like the world's most successful horror author and a multi multi millionaire who can do no wrong. But would even you... even when you even you write books about kids fucking each other and people have, are at mams, nobody cares. He just sits back and just he's like in whip. So you you'd be happy with all that money and credit, but knowing that you had a couple of digits slipped up you when you were wee. Yeah. No, I don't know. See if, see if they would allow me to solicit myself when I was like eight years old I would have fucking done it in a second <laughs> I did not do it for physical goals <laughs> I see that's <laughs> the talk, thing we've talked about that yeah, if, if you're a like, new listener you've got to go back you call back to go and find out what <laughs> a physical bottle is because I, I decided it was not what the, what Liam was going to get <laughs> right, that's a deep cut so you've got you've got to go back and listen to that one so that was Scott's pick so in two weeks uh, did you ever find out if bi-weekly was Fortnightly or yeah, one uh, or twice a week. It's both. It is both. It is both. Fucking English language. Yeah, fucking strange man. So in two weeks it will be my choice. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> my choices are always good. Um, as always, guys, you can find us on our Facebook group, which is the best place to interact with us personally. Um, you can you'll find out that we're just normal people. Like, if you're fans of the show, you'll find out that we are just regular guys. I don't think there's anyone out there that <laughs> looks at us or hears us and thinks that we are not normal people. <laughs> oh, we're definitely not normal, but we're, 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 uh, we're, not, we're not like lofty celebrities that you need to avoid or be wary of. You know, you can join the group and talk to us. We, we're all right. <laughs> uh, so I just search for the group on Facebook. You'll find us, Scott and Liam versus Evil. Um, if you're in the group, fucking come out and say hi. Yeah. Some people talk, some people don't. So we want to hear from you. Yeah. And then more folk, fucking add the group because our numbers look rubbish. I know, invite your pals. We can also get us on Twitter, Scott and Liam Versus, and you can get us on Instagram, Scott and Liam Versus Evil, or our own ones, at Liam Hellcat and at Scott underscore Versus underscore Evil. I, I wouldn't yeah. bother with my Instagram because right now, because I've just got a cat, it's just full of cat pictures. That's all, that's all my Instagram is now. This is your life. <laughs> my life is horror, cartoons and cats. His name's Boris Katloff, and I'll maybe put up a photo to show you because he's, he's just the cutest little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I never, th- I never fe- thought I could feel this emotion about anything. There you go. I didn't feel this way about humans. I nearly said Lena's name there, but she'll kick my <laughs> fucking head in. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>